If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneur experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or are looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of The Bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Lives branding team. On the following episode of The Transition, I share some advice for aspiring entrepreneurs on launching a new venture and the importance of driving revenue sooner rather than later. That way you can validate you have a product or service that someone is willing to pay for. Whether you're in the ideation phase or have already built a product or service but don't have enough revenue to allow you to focus on your venture full time, this is an episode you don't want to miss. Before you hear from me, though, do me a favor and make sure you subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. This past week, I started a thread asking you all, what's the biggest challenge you're facing in your venture so that the Bunker Labs marketing team can create content to help you solve it? Be sure to click the link and leave a comment. And in addition, if you're interested in contributing to the newsletter with a post of your own, shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by the MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, the foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. What's going on, Bunker? This is Iron Mike Stedman. Hope you guys are having a great week. I want to do a little something different today and do another monologue episode for you all we're going to be going over um, some advice on how to launch a new venture. One of the things that prompted me to do this monologue episode was last week I had a chance to attend a Bunker Connect um, in Newark, New Jersey. Well, actually, it wasn't in Newark. It was in Union City, but it was held by the Bunker Labs ambassadors out here. And, you know, one of the things we organized was this meetup. There was some of it was virtual. Half people there were virtual and other people were in person. And we had a panel. And the panel um, was an opportunity for some entrepreneurs and military spouses in the New Jersey area to ask questions from those of us within the Bunker community about how to launch a new venture and just kind of share some general advice with them. And so um, I was there as well as uh, Anthony Gant um, from, I think he was episode two or three on the transition from At Ease Rentals, as well as uh, Alexa Madera from Backpacks for Life and Blake Hogan the CEO of Bunker Labs, who came in and uh, said some words of encouragement as well. But I thought the questions were good, and I thought it'd be a good opportunity to just bring them up on the podcast. So before we do that, though, I'll go ahead and take off my armor as an entrepreneur and share with you all something I'm struggling with right now. And uh, something that I'm struggling with is I'm not the best at managing other people. Um, I was a military officer. I was a Marine, uh, Marine officer, infantry officer. Uh, when I got out, I ran a residence hall in Newark, New Jersey for a young uh, man of color. So I feel like I've been managing people um, most of my adult life. But when it comes to entrepreneurship, I just found that managing other people can drain me. Right. So one of the things I've been working on is building out an elf business, something that's easy, lucrative and fun, which is why I enjoy doing these podcasts and producing great content and you know educating all you out there is that I actually enjoy this. But on my uh, podcast agency side my business is growing and so 
you know, now there's so many moving parts. I've got to put more effort in the, you know, working with my administrative assistant and as well as my contractors to get the, uh, get the audio edited as well as the graphic designers and everything. So there's just a lot of moving parts. And so I've struggled, you know, managing other people and a couple of reasons. One, um, not really being as disciplined as I should with the process. You know, I, sometimes we can get so busy in doing the work that we don't spend enough time working on the business. And you hear this come up over and over again in books and podcasts and at lectures, but it's true. You know, you got to make sure you have time to do those things. Um, and the other thing was, you know, really just having an operating system that worked for me and my approach. You know, you've heard me bring on um, Andrea Stover to talk about EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System by Gino Wickman. You know, I tried that a little bit doing the L10. But I've just realized I need to keep things simple, right? Very simple, okay? And so one of the things I started to implement to help me get better at organizing is this OKR process by Christina Wacky and, and her book, Radical Focus. So if you're not familiar with OKR, it stands for uh, Objectives and Key Results. Um, they use them heavily in tech startups. And essentially you wanna do, hey, what is my number one quarterly objective. And you just pick one, especially when you're first starting out. And as early stage businesses, you know, uh, one of them is like getting product market fit. I'm not a fan of the word product market fit. I like to say perfect customer fit, but essentially going to market with a product or service and validate that and make sure that's something you have, you have that people want. And that's good advice like for when you're first launching out. So, you know, really dialing in my quarterly objective and we're launching a new podcast at Ironbound Media called Dog Whistle Branding. So that's part of my quarterly objective is to have that podcast and use it as a lead magnet for my business. Then the next thing I'm doing is, uh, you know, the key results. So this is gonna let you know, hey, are you on track to having this asset work like it's supposed to? And I've got it tied to revenue. I've got it tied to the number of uh, interviews I conducted, as well as, um, what else do I have? Um, the number of new clients onboarded just through the podcast alone. So, and then what you have is you say, okay, next is what are your priority priorities each week? And right now we're launching this show in like two weeks. So making sure everything is set, the audio is edited and the, the interviews are booked to make sure I'm able to successfully launch this podcast in two weeks. And then the last thing is you want to have, um, you want to have, uh, something to let you know, hey, what, what upcoming projects do you have? So it can be vacation. It can be a big project coming down the pipeline. But this was a really nice framework and operating system that I like that I got from Christina. And again, I'm, I don't like managing people, right? It just drains me. I really, I'm a creative. I like doing the creative work and I'm willing to bet a lot of you out there are as well. But, you know, part of growing a venture is you do got to spend at least sometimes working on the business. And so one of the things that I've also implemented is I do a, 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 a stand up. I would say a stand up 15 to 30 minute stand up at least three times a week with my admin. And that's really what we use to drive to drive uh, that traction. You know, we look at the OKR, uh, make sure we're executing that and the process and the framework that I just went over. And then also, um, you know, just meeting uh, at least three times a week for about 30 minutes to touch base on any projects that are coming up or um, just where we are at with things. Because I'm scheduling a lot of interviews. I got a lot of stuff going on. So I wanted to share that with you all because it's just it's not easy. And at times it can be overwhelming, but you do have to be disciplined with it. 
And again, the simplest thing you can do is just like start to schedule that time of just, you know, many of y'all don't probably have an admin. It took me a long time to get to the point where I was able to hire an administrative assistant. But even if you have a co-founder or something, just spending that time, you know, 30 minutes, you know, at least two to three times a week where your sole focus is on, hey, where are we at with our goals? You know, and where are we at with our revenue goals, with our sales goals, and just get more streamlined. And it just, it's made things so much more um, enjoyable for me. And I had a really good working session with Ann this morning. So that's my taking off the armor is me sucking and managing other people, but me striving to get better at it. All right. So uh, now that that's out the way, let's go ahead and jump into um, launching a new venture, right? Some general advice. So again, I'm at this Bunker Connect. And I forgot the entrepreneur's name, but it was a young woman and uh, she was a veteran and she had been actually working on this venture for quite some time. I think she was trying to help um, veteran entrepreneurs and military spouse get government contracts. She's worked for the government. So I think she works in that space, but um, she had basically just been doing like general advice, giving it away for free. And she was looking towards, okay, how do I monetize this advice? What's the next step? And so one of the first things that, you know, on the panel that we gave her was when you're first starting out and launching your venture, okay, we all have grand ambitions of getting these mega clients because they sound great, right? Like uh, I live in Newark, right across from my podcast studio, I can see the Prudential Center. So it might be aspirational to say, I'm about to launch this venture, you know, it'd be great to get Prudential as a client. But the reality of it is, right out the gate if you're just a one man or one woman shop and you don't have any credibility or any traction yet what you don't want to do is go out there and get a client like prudential right off the bat because you don't know what you don't know so you're still making the sausage up as you go and that's what entrepreneurship is really right if y'all have ever seen the wizard of oz right you know uh they go to oz and then they look behind the the the, the wizard and it's just one guy pulling a bunch of strings right that is literally entrepreneurship, okay? But you get better at pulling the strings the longer you stay in the fight. So what you don't want to do, though, is you don't want to uh, get a big client right out the gate and not know what you're doing, and it's going to show, right? And in addition to that, it's very rare, unless you have super connections or you have some kind of tactical advantage that gives you uh, access to these kind of companies at the high level, like the economic buyer, the people that can cut the check. But more often than not, right, when you're just starting out, it's going to be pretty hard to get a big client right off the bat, right? So one of the things that I'm a big proponent of, I call it finding a Trojan horse, right? And this is someone in your field. This is another firm in a similar field that already has a contract with your dream customer or with that big customer that you can help, you know, by serving as a vendor for, right? That way, you're able to get some experience working with such a, a big client and also learn from the, the Trojan horse that you're riding in on, all right? Now, the nice thing about this model is you're going to take less margins, if I'm being honest, but you're going to have an opportunity to learn with real clients. And at the end of the day, once you serve that client, right, that client can go on your portfolio of companies, right? So when I first started my boxing training company where I was focusing on on-site wellness to companies in the New York City metro area. I worked with clients like WeWork and Spotify and NextJump and Etsy and a lot of these big 
uh, tech companies in the New York City metro area. But to be honest, I was only receiving $100, maybe $100, $150 per session, right? Not a lot of money, okay? Nothing to really brag about. However, when I went into this, one of the reasons I was able to um, get in with those companies is because I had a Trojan horse. The company's called Exuberancy, and it was one of the most largest and successful wellness companies in the New York City metro area. And through a connection through Bunker Labs, Mr. Paul Capon from, uh, I think, what do we do? Uh, a crash course in venture capital, Paul Capon, shout out to Paul. You know, he introduced me to the CEO of Exuberancy. And so when I was first getting my start, she threw me a couple classes. And that was how I was able to enter the corporate wellness space. And at that time, I wasn't very good at sales. So it wasn't something that came easy to me. So it was really nice to be able to come in on a Trojan horse with Exuberancy. Now, here's the important thing, though, right? When I started that company, right, I had no experience literally teaching boxing inside some of these corporate settings yet. So this was great practice for me. And the thing that it allowed me to do was I took those $100 sessions and then I was able to sell my own sessions as I got better to $300 to $500 a session until I was able to eventually get a $1,000 session. And I will tell you, those Having Spotify and Etsy and all these other big names on my client portfolio, right? That was a big hitter in terms of helping me charge, you know, a premium price down the road, right? But I went into it with that mentality. I knew that I was taking these low margins for a reason because I knew it was going to help me get the experience I needed to charge uh, at a later point. So first thing is think about how you can find a Trojan horse to come in off of. And another thing, too, you can think about is an auctioneer. And what an auctioneer is, is a champion. This is someone who is willing to invest in your potential, right? Speak on your behalf and give you a legitimate chance. And in a lot of the agency businesses, the services businesses, you start to look at the history of these companies. And a lot of companies got their starts off the back of one really key client. But you're saying, Mike, ain't that a contradiction to what you just said? A little bit. But the main thing with the with the auctioneer, this is probably going to come from someone within your network, right? Or a referral from someone, right? Um, but again, this might be a little different than going after that major corporation, right? This might be like some mid-sized firm, or this could be someone in the launch phase who's willing to bring you on with them, and then you all can grow together. So I'll give you another example. When I first launched Ironbound Media, all right, I was on a call with one, my business coach and he asked me who was my perfect customer. And I unclicked off of mute and I said, my perfect customer is a, a veteran owned business owner, a veteran owned, excuse me, a veteran business leader who's interested in launching a podcast because they got an entrepreneurial spirit and they want to share some of their insights with the rest of the world. Now I'm on this coaching call on Zoom and then boom, unclick from the coaching call is another member of my cohort, a guy named BJ Kramer. And he literally says, that's me. And BJ runs MCFA, which is a, a construction firm, construction management firm. Um, and we produce a podcast for them now called Inspiring People in Places, right? Well, BJ ended up being my auctioneer with Ironbound Media. That call, that Zoom call, that coaching call happened on a Wednesday. And by Friday, I was on with him and he committed to our premium package, right? Right off the bat. And the nice thing about it was when you come into it understanding 
that you're um, you're looking for an auctioneer, you can be super humble, right? Like it's not this idea of like, oh, I've got all the answers figured out. You know, you can be vulnerable and let them know, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. You know, you they have a, you have an honest conversation with them and give them the opportunity to invest in your potential. And that's exactly what BJ did for me with uh, his podcast, Inspiring People in Places. And since then, we've been off to the races. So two big key points right there. Number one, think about how you can find a Trojan horse to come in off the back of, right? And I think at the higher levels, this could even be like a joint venture or something. And the other thing is find an auctioneer, someone to invest in your potential and your growth. All right, I'm gonna give you another point. And it took me a long time to understand this. And it's literally changed my entire perception on entrepreneurship. Depending on how much you're entering the entrepreneurship game with, I'm talking about from a financial perspective, right? If you're a bootstrapped entrepreneur, you don't have a lot of savings to fall back on or anything like that, and you don't have millions of dollars in venture capital to burn through, right? It's gonna be imperative how you approach uh, your entrepreneurial journey. Now, for venture capitalists, right? If you raise capital, you got a lot more burn rate, right? Well, you're supposed to ideally, right? But it's an entirely different model because you know they're un you you can go into venture capital um, not profitable, right? With the idea with the idea to reach profitability at a certain point, right down the line. And a lot of times, um, firms will keep raising money, right? Because they're they're not profitable and their whole runway is tied to their fundraising amount. Okay. The majority of the bunker I'm going to acknowledge is probably not most of you, okay? But if you are raising venture capital, you know, check out a crash course in venture capital on the little short podcast series I already did. But for this one, let's focus on the bootstrapped entrepreneur or an entrepreneur with not a lot of capital, all right? I like to say even third shift entrepreneur, those of you that are working that full-time job and hustling in the mornings or after work, all right? I want you to think about having a market first mentality. And what does this mean? When we first hear about entrepreneurship, we come with ideas, right? We're always told that, oh, you know, you can, I don't know, will stuff into existence, right? But one of the things I've found is that it's better to swim. Let me say this again, rephrase this. One of the things I have learned over the last, I don't know, four to five years that Rather than swimming upstream, trying to force your market into existence, find a space or find an industry where your ideal perfect customer is already spending money and see how you can carve out your own niche in that space. So when I started corporate boxing, right, what I did not have is a market first mentality, right? The reality of it was there wasn't a lot of companies that were spending an exorbitant amount of money on on-site boxing training. If I'm, I'm being honest, right? It was always an uphill battle to try to onboard new clients, really demonstrate and sell the value, right? And to be honest, maybe I was just targeting the wrong ones, but I always felt like I was swimming upstream. And what I didn't realize was there was no real demand yet for what I was offering. And maybe there never will be, right? Now, when I launched my podcast production agency, Ironbound Media, I stumbled upon a demand that was already there. So it was less about me, you know, swimming upstream and more about me being able to carve out my own niche 
and ride this wave of podcasting and and branding and marketing because the reality of it is a lot of businesses are already spending money on marketing and branding to drive revenue right they just hadn't all been introduced to podcasts yet or seen podcasts as a, a valuable way to drive engagement and revenue with their perfect customers right so i'm able to benefit from the fact that a lot of businesses are already spending money on marketing and branding and i'm able to drive that demand over into podcasting and show them how they can leverage it right so now one of one of the things i encourage a lot of entrepreneurs is just again look for opportunities where people are already spending uh money because in this digital age now right there's so many tech companies there's so many SaaS companies people really do appreciate the like personal approach you know they like brands that are more niche that really focus on them right so if there's an opportunity where people are spending money at the national level right see what opportunities there are for you to carve out locally you know so maybe you don't do like me national podcast maybe you service you know just the new jersey or new york region right um and maybe you focus on a specific niche like women or uh pol politics female um female politics or something i'm just thinking out loud y'all so don't beat me up but there's a huge opportunity there right figuring out where people are already spending their money and carving out your niche so one of the things that was brought up was there was a, a a young veteran there and one of the things was he worked in the financial services industry um like wealth planning so i, I believe probably like you know i don't know one of these smaller firms around here you know um helping people with their personal finance and he really wants to step out on his own and you know start to build his own you know business and again the advice we gave to him on that panel was where can you carve out a niche right that's not being met yet and serve it and so i know for one i'm a big fan of donald miller and story brand and i don't know if he did it in a book or one of his shows but i remember there was a a, a personal finance company and it was called beacon wealth and i always use this one when i give examples of how to niche down and what beacon wealth did was personal finance for those with christian values and so talk about a tight niche right and i mean you can dig deeper uh personal finance for those with christian values in the new jersey edge in the new jersey area bam take my money if i'm someone seeking you know uh personal financial services with the christian flavor right and so Beacon Health has this, they own it, right? And that's a nice little niche. And so I use that as an example, you know, with the, uh, the aspiring entrepreneur of something he could do. The other thing we gave him advice on, and this was the other woman as well, is we spend so much time, we're first in the entering the entrepreneurial space, planning, strategizing, all of this other stuff. But let me tell you, at the end of the day, business is a contact sport right i'm gonna say this again business is a contact sport in order to make contact you got to get out there and you got to sell and the good thing about selling is it's the quickest and most efficient way of validating your business model validating that you have a product or service that someone is willing to pay for because if you do they're going to pay for it already and you want to get to that point sooner rather than later you know, one of the things in a lot of the entrepreneurial education programs, right? You got the business model canvas, you got all this kind of stuff, right? And it's all theory. But when you get out into the market and start making contact, right? The 
the market is going to let you know what's working and what's not working. And if you can just get out there and be vulnerable and start selling and have a plan, it's going to accelerate your growth in a way that's going to blow you away. It's going to mind boggle you, actually. You know, so many of us are afraid of selling because I think a lot of times, right, we get this nasty association. We get this nasty feeling when we think about selling. But what I've come to realize through my mentors and through the bunker community and just my own entrepreneurial journey is that at its very core, business is really just about helping people. How can you help people? Don't even think about selling. Figure out how you, excuse me, figure out who you can help within your own network, right? Who you can help that you have a tactical advantage with, right? Who you can help in a way that's authentic and to you, you know? Who do you want to help too? That's another thing. Who do you enjoy spending your time around? There's a reason y'all see me on a lot of veteran platforms through podcasting or media because you all are my community. I actually enjoy being around you all. When I jump on a sales call, you know, I feel energized because I know who my target market is. I like a lot of the companies and organizations I work with because they're veteran focused, right? So think about that. Really think about, you know, who your perfect customer is, right? And this a perfect customer is someone who loves you, is willing to pay you a premium for your product or service and tell everyone how amazing you are. And they also make you enjoy being an entrepreneur rather than drain you. So really think about who that is. And then once you dial that in, go out there and try to find out what groups they're a part of. Start to embed yourself in their communities. Spend time with them. Learn what problems that they have, what problems that they're willing to spend money on and are already spending money on, and then figure out a way to help them uh, win the day. And when you do that, it's going to be just such, it's going to be uh, such an enjoyable entrepreneurial journey for you. I, I promise. So again, let me really, let me quickly recap on this, on this key point. You got to get out there and sell, man. And don't overthink it. Even if you got to create a simple sales page, you know, that's one of my critiques with how the venture space, I think, has kind of overlapped too much in the small business is a lot of entrepreneurs will spend so much time on their pitch decks, right? Getting this right, value proposition right, all this other stuff. And that's nice for like a competition. But if you're not raising money, you really need to think about what does your sales deck look like, right? And that can even be just like a one pager. You know, that's really important is like, how are you positioning these products or services into the marketplace? What are their price points look like? What is your positioning statement? And then focus on that because that's what's going to drive revenue. Because if you jump on a call with someone or they come to your website, your marketing copy needs to be tight, like right off the bat. They need to understand what's the pain point that you're solving. And when you get a client and you send them an email with your brochure or your sales deck, right, they're going to look that over. You know, and how do you do it in a way that demonstrates your value, demonstrates a premium price point, right? And does it to where they're interested in purchasing from you. And so they actually swipe their credit card. So these are the things that you should be focusing on. And again, it doesn't take a lot. Like knowing what I know now about entrepreneurship, I can literally, you know, do like a venture in probably like two hours or something, write up a quick sales doc or whatever, and then go out there and start selling a product or service based on something I already have. So like I do podcasting, so it could be uh, like a 30 episode podcast or something, or I could do an ebook or, you know, offer a one-on-one -on -one or something. But at the end of the day, business is a contact sport and you drive revenue by getting out there and making contact. Don't be afraid of it. You get better as you go along. 
I just had a big sales day, sales day on Friday and I loved it. All I did was sit on my computer and figure out how to help people with their marketing and branding. And you will too. So get out there, be vulnerable, you know, go get on podcasts, go, go on panels, you know, speak to people. You need to get in front of your ideal customer and you can't be afraid to book that consultation or drive them to your website or whatever it's going to do or whatever you have to do to drive revenue for your business. So let's recap. I went over three short things today on how to, uh, how to launch a new venture. Okay. Again, Trojan horse, find someone that already has a relationship or an account with your ideal perfect customer. And honestly, I need to redo another episode on perfect customer just to really hone that in for you all. So bear with me in the meantime, number two, find that auctioneer, someone that is willing to invest in your growth and your potential. And more often than not, this is going to be someone within your network or a friend of a friend or someone that can vouch for you, right? This is someone you already have agency with that you have a tactical advantage with. It can be based on a community. It could be based on a university, something that um, you're able to leverage, right? There's something that you're able to leverage and you already have a relationship because at the end of the day, people do business with those they like, know, and trust. And your tactical advantage is anything that gives you that likability, that trust, and that um, like, no, that credibility and that trust in their eyes. And then the last thing was business is a contact sport. At the end of the day, you got to get out there and sell. You got to make contact. You got to be in front of your perfect customer. You can't post on random social media channels and expect stuff to just magically fall into your inbox. It doesn't work like that. I Trust me, I've been there posting on social you know, writing blogs, doing all that other stuff. But until you learn who your perfect customer is by getting out there and actually selling a product or service, right? A lot of it can be a waste of time and you could just be posting into a void. So the nice thing about selling is it validates your assumptions, right? Because at the end of the day, this is all a theory, right? You're just hypothesizing um, what you think somebody's willing to pay for, what you think is a good business model. And we need to go out there and test it. So this was a little short podcast today. Again, y'all, I hope you bear with me. I know I had a little stumbles along the way, but I just felt inclined to kind of try something new this time. And I felt like a lot of the information I went over today or that we even brought up on the panel was so crucial that I was like, I got to get it out here to the transition audience because I think a lot of you all can benefit from it. And I know some of you all are going to be listening and say, oh, Mike, I'm already advanced. Uh, I probably didn't really need this. That's okay. You know, pass this podcast along to someone that you come across, you know, someone that probably needs a little bit of mentorship or doesn't know what they're doing. Just pass this along. And another thing I want to say is, right, I'll never jump on this platform and try to pretend that I'm like, you know, some marketing or branding or entrepreneurial guru because I'm not right. I'm an entrepreneur like all of you out there. But one of the things I've done is I've just learned so much in my own journey. And I really like sharing the knowledge and the insights. Um, with the community, right? And I do it on this platform. So hopefully you all had some great takeaways from it. But um, since this is a new format for me, trying a little bit of these monologue episodes, I would love to hear your feedback, you know? So you can always, you know, message me at, at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or feel free to even shoot me a text at 832-284-1045. Just because I jumped right into this episode, I want to go ahead and acknowledge... Uh, our sponsors for this show, which is Bunker Labs. 
you know, for allowing me to come on this platform and to create such amazing and engaging content for you all. So make sure you guys are checking out bunkerlabs.org. We just redid the website and uh, we're really doubling down on helping you all get the assets and the resources you need to start your own business. You know, our goal is to see that every entrepreneur in our community has everything that they need to start their own business. So make sure you head over to bunkerlabs.org and check out the new website. Do me a favor and subscribe to the Transition Podcast and newsletter on Substack at the link in the show notes. As a reminder, I release a newsletter every Tuesday and a podcast episode every Friday via Substack. You can leave a comment about each episode. And if you have any questions about your own venture, be sure to post that there as well. I'm always looking for content and I would love to learn what you all are struggling with in your own venture. Make sure you check out Bunker Online, where you can learn about our many different programs to support your entrepreneurial journey. We have programs that will take you from idea to invoice and position you to grow alongside other founders and CEOs. Register today by clicking connect at bunkerlabs.org. Hope you all enjoyed uh, this episode. I appreciate you tuning in. And until next time, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week.